Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single morning celebrates so many amazing people in so many different corners of this great community we call Coastal Mississippi who are working so hard to make Coastal Mississippi a better place to live, work, and play. We've got a great show today, but I want to share something with you that I ran across uh, from my friend Stacy Waldrop, one of the most positive people I know. And it's from a website called Mindfulness Ireland, and it's by H. Jackson Brown. It's pretty simple, but it's a great lesson. And here's what it says. Watch the sun rise at least once a year. Put a lot of marshmallows mar- marshmallows in your hot chocolate. Lie on your back and look at the stars. Never buy a coffee table you can't put your feet on. Never pass up a chance to jump on a trampoline. Don't overlook small joys while searching for the big ones for sure. Wow, that's so true. Do not overlook the small joys while you search for the big ones. You know, when I, when I read that part about looking at the stars, it reminded me of about two days after Hurricane Katrina. I've told this story before, but my family and I had 10-foot waves hitting our house on Back Bay, and it was just one of those moments in life, you know, one of those big tests in life. But we emerged, and we were all, you know, whole. <laughs> we might have been uh, scarred psychologically, but we were we were there physically. And I remember two days after Hurricane Katrina, I was out on the back uh, porch, our decks had been washed away, but we were standing out there. There's a concrete structure that was part of our back porch. And my sons, Jordan and Justin, and I were looking up at the stars. And Justin said, Dad, what is it about Katrina that made the stars so much brighter? And I thought to myself, wow, that's what a great observation on his part. And I explained to him that we can see the stars better because we don't have all the, all the light clutter in the way, all the lights that usually get in the way of our ability to actually see the stars. And, you know, it hit me then. Of course, I knew it emerging from Katrina, but I knew it even more so then that we were going to be okay. And that, uh, you know, when you take all that clutter away for a second and, and look, sort of look forward, and his, in this case, sort of look into the sky and see the stars, it reminds you that, um, you know, as long as we're healthy, and uh, have our have our loved ones nearby, we can just about overcome anything. So don't lose that opportunity to uh, enjoy life's small joys as I had two two days after Katrina while we all search for the big ones because we're all looking for the big ones for sure. And sometimes we forget. We take things for granted. So let me move over to my friend Clay Williams, who's the executive director for the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport, a regular here on Coastview and a good friend, someone I truly admire. And um, Clay, just, just before we get into, well, first off, good morning to you. How you good doing? Good morning, Ricky. It's nice to see you. So, you know, you know that feeling that I shared with you about not looking, uh, overlooking the small joys when we search for the big ones, and these, all these learnings we got after Hurricane Katrina about what in life really matters. You contemplated all that yourself, didn't you? Absolutely. If you look at Hurricane Katrina, you look at these major events in life that have impacted us. You look at uh, COVID and the pandemic, look at uh, September the 11th. I mean, think think about various times when there's always been a recovery period, there's been a rebuilding period. 
and you really do count your blessings and you're thankful for each milestone that you hit, whether it be as an individual, as a family, or as an organization along the way. You know, and I think about your incredible board that you work with, each of them incredibly accomplished, two military officers, former military officers, one an incredible, uh, uh, you know, Dave Dennis, you you, get, you don't get any better than him as a person, right. as a leader and uh, an entrepreneur. But you get this great group, and all of them, all of them have been through all these stages of life that we're talking about as it relates to the the natural disasters that have hit coastal Mississippi. And you know whether we're talking about your leadership of the of uh, your organization or or their leadership as as board members. You're lucky to have such, um, you know, I would say season, but what I'm really wanting to say is experienced people who understand the value of resiliency so that when you got into the pandemic, for example, and once again, like after September the 11th, the, the airport had to really dig deep to say, okay, how are we going to get through this? It helps you get through moments like that when you've got leadership like that involved with you, doesn't it? Leadership matters. And the support that your board gives you and the rest of the team certainly matters. If you think about the three individuals that you referenced on our board, Lieutenant General Clark Griffith, Brigadier General Joe Spragans, and, and Dave Dennis, they've all been, they've had very successful careers, and but they're very uh, generous with their time. They've given back to the community time and time again through various organizations, and they understand uh, what really is at the fabric of the coast community, but they understand how to advance after after disasters and, after, and, and during recovery periods. So it, it is incredibly important. Yeah, it's a, what a, what a, what, you're a lucky man to have such, um, such wonderful leaders to work with. Yep. And uh, you know what's interesting? It's sort of like Jerry St. Pay. Jerry St. Pay is just another one of those guys into his 80s and continuing to give back into the community. We, we exchanged some notes last week, and he's one of the most dedicated leaders I know. But, but all, all those guys you just mentioned are incredible uh, leaders. They, I, I think none of these guys know what it means to ride off into the sunset, do they? We, we hope not. We want to keep them engaged and involved because it's, it's critical that you've got uh, a historical perspective, and it's, and it's also essential that you have um, folks that are, that are dedicated and that are, are generous uh, in, in mentoring others and also helping uh, organizations. I mean, it's, it's great to see Jerry St. Pay still involved, it's, it, you know, and in, in working with, with various organizations throughout the community. He's been so instrumental in uh, his work, not only in Jackson County, but across the state, frankly. Yeah, across the state, certainly across coastal Mississippi. I was on the founding board with him for the Gulf Coast Business Council, and we've worked together in so many different ways. We were both vice chairman of the recovery effort after Hurricane Katrina, and it's just terrific. And you're talking about riding off into the sunset. When I retired in 2016, people like John Hairston and Jerry and many others said, well, what are you going to do now? And I said, well, I'm going to enjoy my grandkids and take a deep breath, and I don't, pl I don't plan to work. And you know, four and a half years into my retirement, I get an opportunity to come back and do Coastview. Now I'm doing Super Talk Outdoors, and all these guys tell me today, "Told you so. <laughs> you, you can't stay away." Retirement didn't Say it again, buddy. I'm sorry. Retirement did not last long, did it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it gets in your blood, and you know, the thing I say about my show 
is that number one, it it reminded me how much I learned as a publisher about what it takes to make a community tick. You know, it's all there in databases. You just forget the file name, and when you're in conversations with people, it comes back up again. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is I forgot how much I enjoyed connecting with people who are trying to make a difference in the community. And you know, it's my goal. Uh, you know, there may be there may be some issues that we get involved with along the way that create you know that create a little bit of angst for people. But as a general rule, 99% of Koshi is really about focusing the attention on people like you and Jerry and John Hairston and Dave and all these people that you mentioned um, and, and helping people learn from, from your experiences, helping them, helping especially young people. But I, I say that about young people, then it, then it hits me that I don't care how old you are. It's never too late to get involved. It's, you know, just find your role and go flex those muscles and make a difference in the community. And uh, boy, we are so lucky here in coastal Mississippi to have so many leaders that are willing to give of their time, aren't we? We are, and just at the Gulfport Bluxy Airport Authority's case in point, the three individuals, uh, Joe Spragans, Clark Griffith, and Dave Dennis, they've given their time to this organization. Uh, we greatly appreciate that, and, and the support and uh, advice that they provide on a regular basis is, is essential. Talking about uh, kind of cross path, a past crossing, I remember as publishers so many times you and I, our paths would cross, and then here you are at the at the airport now as executive director, and you know, just you never know, man. You know, it's a small world. I do know that what goes around comes around. That's it's right. a very small world, and for people who forget that, and someone said, people who burn bridges amaze me. <laughs> it will. It will come back to you. It will come back to you. So I try not to burn bridges. That's I work hard actually not to burn bridges. I know you do too. So anyway, we're gonna as we as we get toward the end of this segment, we'll talk more about specifics. But let's hit some headlines. Kind of where are you guys these days as you recover from the pandemic? It's it's been a very steady recovery, Ricky. And uh, what we've seen is is traffic growing uh, incrementally each month. And and to give you a little bit of a uh, kind of an overview, we like to compare ourselves to where we were in 2019. 2019 was a great year for the airport. And uh, we go back and we're measuring 2021 against 2019 because 2020 was just such a uh, unusual uh, time and, and, a, and a significant downturn in the airline and, and aviation industry. And so September are our most recent numbers that we have. And so we're actually 92% uh, of where we were in 2019. So only off 8% as compared to 20, 2019. So really good. Our, our, our best month that we've had since uh, the pandemic and since we've, we've started the recovery process was June, 99% of where we were in 2019 so very exciting boy that is a major headline that is a major headline and i know it was kind of slow to come back so people were reticent to travel and casinos are going full bear now we'll remind people why that's really important to you people traveling on vacation business travel military travel we'll talk about all coast that view on super talk 103.1 is brought to you by j allen toyota on i-10 exit 38 gulfport see all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com and remember when you think Toyota. Think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
We're going to come back to our conversation now with uh, with my dear friend Clay Williams from the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport. And Clay, I want to just say, you know, we'll start with this because it really does apply, actually. The, from the, what I shared at the beginning of the show from my friend Stacy Waldrop that said, don't overlook life's small joys while we search for the big ones. The pandemic had a lot of people not really focusing on any joys. They were just trying to stay safe. <laughs> and, and one of the areas where, as a general rule, we've got a great airport and the prices were very competitive and people flew out of here for, for business, for personal travel, for everything. And during the pandemic, I think for, you know, let's just talk, let's talk about the leisure traveler for a second. There, it basically shut down and uh, you started seeing it slowly start to come back again. But people are beginning to search for those life small joys and go to Yellowstone and go to Disney World and start to take it all in. You see it, don't you? We do. People are excited to get out and reconnect with friends and people are taking vacations again. Uh, the business travelers are starting to come back. You know, the recovery has been led here along the coast by leisure travel and by our military service members. They never stop flying and people have been uh, eager to get out, particularly to outdoor destinations. You look at airports around the country that have seen very steady growth during this time period, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, a lot of Florida destinations. So beach and mountain destinations are where people have been traveling. And we've seen that coming through, through the airport. You talk about Ricky looking for silver linings and small joys. There was a time, there was one day in April of 2020 when 49 people flew out of the airport in a day, 49, that, that was all. And you look at a, you know, where we are now, I mean, just this past month, we had nearly 30,000 people board aircraft here at the airport. So you really appreciate uh, the trajectory that we're on and, and the forward progress that's been made. It's really incredible. I, and I, I think back to even to the last time we talked, it's been a, it's been three or so months ago since you were on Coast View before. And uh, and the numbers the numbers were still startling, actually, in a way. But as the summer approached, you, you must have really begun to see a, a pretty significant trajectory. We did. It really about April time frame, April of 2021, once you started seeing spring break come around, you, you saw an increase in leisure travel leading into the summer. You saw a, a significant boost. As I mentioned, June of 21, I mean, we were 99 percent of where we were uh, June of 19. So uh, July, it was 92% of where we were in 19. If you're looking at month over month comparisons, August took a little bit of a dip. We were at 83% of where we were August of 19. Reason being is you had a spike in the Delta variant at that time. Plus you had Hurricane Ida. So those two things combined impacted the numbers. But then September, we saw another bump. And so again, 92% of where we were in 2019. So it's really been, uh, uh, we're very pleased with, with what's happened since since the spring and hope that uh, climb continues as we go into hey, let me, all that. Yeah, you and I have talked about this before, but let me throw kind of a, a, a thought out to you yeah. and see how you react to it because I know you're studying what the industry is saying, what other airports are saying, et cetera. In some ways, in some ways, because coast of Mississippi was a drive-in market for tourism, about 80% of the people who came here came here in cars. We knew we were going to do fairly well if we were smart about our marketing externally. And <clears throat> Milton Segarra, <clears throat> formerly with the with the tourism group, regularly talked about the data as it related to that. And early in the game was really focused on that. 
Right. Okay. As it relates to flying, we, we as we discussed, it's been a little slow to come back. But if you think about large cities where they have like uh, you know big headquarters for certain corporate offices, et cetera, those companies are going to be are going to probably restructure their their in, entire cost structure so that there's going to be, and we're seeing report after report after report of this, where there's going to be some kind of quasi-in-office, you know, remote work scenarios. And so they're going to be traveling less. Uh, and the big, probably the bigger the city, the more you're going to get hit by business travel being down. And whereas in coastal Mississippi, when you think about the kind of business travel that's happening, whether it be related to Ingalls or Chevron or Stennis Space Center, it seems like a lot of that travel will still need to occur. And then you think about the military travel. It will still need to occur. Then you think about the gaming uh, group, and we'll come back to this in a second, and we can talk about what percentage of your overall travel has to do with charter services that the gaming partners are engaged in. But it seems to me that when we get back up to a certain level, maybe the level that you were at at 2019, mm -hmm. that uh, we might be shielded from some of these these issues that other the other big cities are going to be hitting. Is that What do you think about that? We compared ourselves to uh, similar size destinations. And, and we with us having the military uh, presence that we have, with us having the robust gaming industry that we have, while we fell in traffic in 2020, versus 19, we didn't fall as far as other markets that were solely relying on your business travelers. So if it was just corporate driven travel um, for, for a, uh, a company that's not a federal contractor, doesn't have a military angle to it, or the gaming component, you know, those, those were markets were greatly impacted. I mean, look at just traffic in New York City and Boston and other, other large markets they saw significant impacts, as did all airports. But again, comparing us to other similar size, we, we fared better because of those industries that you mentioned. And they're, they're critically important to us. The military really never stopped traveling. There was a period that there was a bit of a hiatus, maybe four to six weeks, but then we started seeing them again in the terminal building. The casino charters, which you and I have talked about, are so important to this this market, those restarted at the end of July. So again, they were they were on hiatus from, from essentially March, mid-March through July. But once they restarted, that's a significant uh, element net that's comprised right now with us being more heavily weighted toward leisure. leisure. It's about 30% of our traffic. It's pretty incredible. You know, one of the things I am interested in, though, is um, if we continue to sort of see that trajectory going up and get back to sort of normal service for the most part, right. to what extent will this decline in travel in these major cities affect the carriers that are serving us and maybe change some of their approaches, same, change the number of flights, et cetera? What do you, you have concerns in that area? So we're served uh, by the legacy carriers, Delta, American, and United through their major southern hubs. So Dallas, Houston, Charlotte, Atlanta. So we want to pay attention, obviously, to what's going on in those four cities and what the airlines are doing in terms of their overall um, market strategy in those areas. Right now, I mean, the, the, they're close-in hubs to us. They provide great connectivity, and so it's 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 still working well. And those those four markets, while impacted um, by the COVID pandemic, 
you know, you, you've got other variables going on there in terms of, I mean, Houston, you've got to pay attention to what's happening with the oil and gas industry, for example. Um, Atlanta, just sort of with their major industry drivers. But, but again, we're seeing the airlines bring back frequencies into our market, which provide greater connectivity throughout the day for travelers. Uh, Delta is bringing in larger planes now. We have a 737-800 that they're operating on their overnight flight, their, their late evening flight, and then also their first in the morning. So that's all very positive for us. Sun Country Airlines restarted service from Minneapolis-St. Paul at the beginning of uh, September. That runs through the end of November. That's great service for us because it's purely, for the most part, inbound. It's people mm -hmm. coming to coastal Mississippi to, to enjoy our amenities that we have to offer during the fall with golf and gaming and seafood. And, and so it's a great service to have. The Orlando Sanford service was running through August, hoping to get it restarted again after uh, the first of the year. Again, that's good inbound and outbound to and from Orlando. So those are all um, you know, good connection points for us to have at the airport. So if you look at, um, I have a lot of friends in the gaming industry, uh, across the gaming industry. And we stay in touch pretty regularly, I might add. If you look at, I mean, they're so smart. They have been smart from the beginning about how they focus on specific markets and how they, you know, their database marketing efforts, their digital efforts. I mean, I could go on and on. It came, came from sort of a marketing world. And I get so well how smart they are about their approach. But charter service is a huge part of their effort. I mean, they're bringing a lot of people in here to their casinos. And one of the, one of the things that I like, and, and, and uh, Jonathan Jones from Harris and I talked about this last week, is that when he brings someone to Harris Gulf Coast, he's fine if they go to Hard Rock or the Beau Rivage. They, they think, you know, this rising tide helps all of us. Same thing as somebody comes into Beau Rivage if they go over to Harris. Um, but you've you got to be pleased with how much charter service is part of their overall marketing plan. And we got less than a minute to go. So, it, it, absolutely. If you look at what Harris Gulf Coast has done, they have uh, implemented a charter program over the last uh, couple of years, and they continue to grow that, offering about 15 flights a month in and out of the airport. Borovage, they've had a robust charter program for years where they utilize MGM's database, flying from 90 cities. Ricky, 90 cities bringing folks into coastal Mississippi uh, throughout the year. So, I mean, there's significant programs. If you look at the uh, the Allegiant service that's been offered, you've got other casino partners, Island View Casino, IP Casino, um, and, and others that have participated in that service and bringing people into this market. And so it's uh, all, um, you know, driving tourism to the Gulf Coast. Big news there. So this has been Clay Williams from the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport. We'll talk to you soon, Clay. Thank you. Appreciate we'll see you after this break. Yeah. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.